0: Think it's important that you really align with your value set as close as possible and uh, relationship is big for me and that's uh, prevalent in my leadership style. And really, I always try to start with that connection first. Um, ultimately leadership really means taking all the blame and <laughs> giving away all the credit and really just trying to use any influence you have to support and enable your team success. And it's not easy. In fact, it's being a good leader is really hard, right? Cause you have to make those hard decisions. Sometimes that support the business and don't necessarily support the people the team and uh, you really need to also be prepared to challenge the team and, and have those courageous conversations where you need to and you really need to lead by example and, and be open to feedback because we're all still learning.
1: Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. He's the Director of Operations at Swoop. Welcome to the podcast, Jimmy Dean Porter. Hi, Joe. Great to be here with you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is mine. Uh, Let's just jump right into
0: it. How about you let the listeners know who you are and what you do? Sure. Thanks. appreciate that. So uh, my name is Jimmy Dean Porter. Yeah, I'm the Director of Operations at Swoop. And SWOOP is a wholly owned uh, ULCC or uh, ultra low cost carrier of, uh, of WestJet Airlines. I am also in that role, the uh, Transport Canada Delegated Operations Manager, which means essentially that I am responsible for the operational functions and uh, our safety management system and, and our airline operating certificate.
1: It's awesome. And I've been doing some research on you before the interview, and I saw that you've worked at WestJet for over 18 years and had this amazing career. Um, perhaps you could let the listeners know how you got to where uh you are currently in your career
0: thank you yeah it has been an amazing career absolutely no question it's actually been quite an interesting and really unexpected path for me uh really just driven from a growth mindset and just throwing myself out there and always wanting to learn and grow um, I, I, guess I'm really never fully comfortable unless I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, going back, I graduated high school without a real clear path on what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I went to Mount Royal college for a couple of years, taking a bachelor of commerce degree. I left there, um, two years in to go work in my family business. My parents had a business in Chestermere. So I, um, they were expanding that. I took an opportunity to go work with them and uh, really enjoyed what I was doing. I had some really good massive lessons on leadership back then. And. Uh, learning about structure, process, and discipline, and did that for about five years. I, uh, stance by happenstance ended up, uh, becoming a, a pilot. I took, uh, private pilot license uh, lessons and just absolutely fell in love with it. So I uh, decided right then and there I wanted to do that for a career. Uh, wasn't easy news to break to my parents after uh, telling them I was going to take over their business, but, uh, they were supportive, of course, 100%. So I ended up actually getting into flying and, um, 27 years later, here I am. Uh, 20 years in the WestJet group, as you, as you mentioned there. So, and now an executive in the uh, in the uh, sweep team here, and so running the operation. So, um, adopted a philosophy, really the old adage of um, if it's terrifying and exciting, uh, it's probably something you should pursue. So, I've had some really amazing experiences over the years, specifically at WestJet in the last 20 years. Whether that be recruiting uh, pilots, training and checking pilots, um, I've done commercials with WestJet, believe it or not um reintroduced the max that led to a, a spot on cbc News The National with Ian Hannah Manson. That was a, a, a bit of a um watershed moment for me there. Also uh co hosted our company management event with eight hundred plus people and really finished my role as the chief pilot at seven thirty seven there. So I think back, it's time goes quick. I just can't believe it. But it was a tremendous experience there. And I'm really learning a lot over here at Swoop as well, so far. Absolutely. I love that you say that um, just trying new things, you kind of
1: fell into where you are today. I always like to say, um, if you're not if it's not scary, you're not growing, uh, you're complacent. So so you always have to try new things. And whether it's scary or not, it's uh, it's always uh, an avenue for growth. Um, Speaking of Swoop, I think most People may know that they're a, a ultra low fare carrier here in Canada, um, yeah. but what's maybe something that most people wouldn't know about Swoop?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. So the the so Swoop is, a, is considered an ultra low cost carrier, and they're relatively new in the Canadian landscape. So there are some other competitors starting to start up in this space. They're starting to open up in this space. Uh, really, the purpose of Swoop, our mission is to to uh, make travel accessible, really and affordable and easy for Canadians. So we have costs that are traditionally 30% lower than most legacy carriers. And what we do is we pass those savings back to the traveler. So it's an unbundled model. And really what that means is that uh, you 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 spend where you want to stand really. Um, you may maybe be surprised to know our average fare for uh, September was only $59, right? So essentially what happens then is you get the ticket, you get a seat on the airplane, and then whatever matters to you is what you stand up to. So if you want to by um uh seat selection, um an upgrade to a more legroom, onboard snacks, baggage, those are the sorts of things that people will pay for. And it, it just unbundles all that expense that a traditional airline ticket would include. And really just uh we've got an amazing team of the experienced professionals over there that um it's just a real pleasure to work with.
1: Absolutely. I see you guys are always opening up uh new services between uh major centers like recently with Edmonton and Ottawa. Um I also saw you guys one airline of the year, uh, Edmonton International Airport from uh, Travel Guru, so definitely
0: uh, <laughs> lots of accolades. Yeah, great partnership uh, with Edmonton and, and uh, of course, all of our airport partners, that it's an exciting year for us, so I mean, obviously, the pandemic was very difficult, but uh, with, um, with the opportunities coming out of that, we've added aircraft, we've, we've got uh, 13 now, 737s. Um, uh, 10 of those are the NG variant, uh, but still a modern and fuel-efficient airplane. And we're adding six of the Max Aircraft as well, which has um, a much nicer interior, better uh, distance and, and more comfortable and quieter. It's a great airplane. So we'll have two of those coming in November to round out our fleet to 16. And uh, yeah, we serve uh, Canada, we serve the US and down to the Caribbean as well as Mexico and exciting time for growth of that. Oh, wow.
1: That's that's amazing. Um, you touched on the pandemic. Uh, I'm just curious, what sort of challenges are there uh, within within the industry?
0: Yeah, the, the airline industry is an interesting one. And, and uh, you asked the challenge. It really changes daily. I mean, generally speaking, the biggest challenge with the airline industry as an operator is just such high, uh, tremendously high, really, capital costs. I mean, as you know, airplanes are very extensive. Uh, everything comes at a premium. Um, There's a considerable burn rate in our industry and then you you match that up against um, really a lot of high structural taxes and fees in the Canadian system, comparatively to some other jurisdictions and really strong competition drives sometimes irrational fair activity in the name of competition. Um, And you wrap that all up with surging fuel prices as we're seeing now, and it's really difficult to to, um, to continue to make a profit and, and grow. Uh, That being said, probably the most near-term challenge for us has been uh, recovering from the pandemic, like I said. So, you know, because of that high capital cost, it's really challenging for an airline to um, have to stand down a considerable portion of its fleet and its capacity. So it really did bring the airline industry to its knees, um, you know, through that period. And uh, as you saw, there was um, a lot of airlines just completely shut down. We chose not to in the WestJet Group and and Swoop as well but we grounded a lot of fleet. And and then what happens, of course, is uh, there's a lot of catch-up that has to be done when you start to add capacity back in. So when we started to see demand surge, uh, we wanted to immediately get those seats back into the market and help people travel to where they want to go. But of course, there's challenges in the industry when it comes to recruiting people, again, when it comes to training and then logistical challenges and airport challenges, it all led to a very frustrating summer, right? So we had uh, probably industry-wide about 20% too much capacity in the market and you saw a lot of airlines canceling flights and Swoop is no different and it was really challenging and it was difficult and we felt terrible for the travelers because they bought those seats expecting to go somewhere and then we can't offer that service because people aren't trained uh, up in the traditional timelines and um, yeah, it was uh, it was very difficult. So we we took about 20% of our network out as did a lot of the other carriers and things stabilized uh, a little bit later in the summer towards the end of August. and. Um, now, just a lot more mindful going forward about ensuring you have the right capacity in the market to make sure you can meet that uh, demand and, and honor your commitment to your travelers.
1: Yeah, I just want to ask you uh, another question here, JD. Um, what's a unique skill
0: or skill set that's made you become so successful in your career? Yeah, thanks, Joe. I, uh, I don't know if it's overly unique, but certainly something that has stuck with me and uh, I've tried to utilize as much as I can in my day-to-day uh, work activities, and it's it's probably played a large part of my success, really. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big podcast um, uh, consumer. And one thing that I heard on a podcast really stuck with me is something that I've deployed in my everyday life. And it's really to be successful and to be good at everything you do. The first thing to do is have a high standard and do good work, right? The second one is to get your work done on time. <laughs> and the third one is really just be likable and, and somebody that you'd like to work with or spend time with. And I think that even if you find that two out of three, uh, you can hit those marks on a regular basis, you'll probably do pretty well and consistently. Um, If you don't, then you might have a little harder challenge out there. But really, just uh, those three things have served me well. Uh, The second one being don't create your future from your past. I heard that once and it really stuck with me as well. So create your present from your future. And uh, that always helps me to really focus around lead by beginning with the end in mind. And um, it usually helps a little bit to kind of frame your energy. Absolutely. One thing that always,
1: um, always top of mind for me is how do you build that resilience and and challenge? Like, Mm -hmm. I always like to say, uh, having that intestinal fortitude in in times of rocky times. So uh, for you yourself, like, how do you as a leader, how do you
0: have that resilience? Yeah, it's such a great question. It's something that, uh, but I thought a lot about uh, mental health and wellness is as as an area that's very important to me. And it's a, it's a key area of focus, especially as a leader, right? And um, something I ardently support. I think, you know, when I think about resilience specifically, I think a lot about even just a quote from uh, Viktor Frankl, right? Once said that when we're no longer able to change the situation, we challenge to change ourselves. So I think about that, right? How do you take an external event? And internalize it and figure out how to move forward through it throughout it. Right. So really, the last eight months for me, when I look about what I've, I think about what I've gone through here at this time, at such a stressful time for the industry, at a carrier uh, at Swoop that's that's uh, four years old, and two of those <laughs> have been through the pandemic. Um, really bringing uh, you know a really challenging time, long hours, uh, really a lot of pressure. Um, Imposter syndrome, right? <laughs> An infinity pool of work, and 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 really just very few days from completely free from duty, and it really all lights up to a lot of stress, especially if you're like the responsible for people, right, in a leadership position. So add to that the family life impact. I mean, obviously my family's paid the price more so than I have, even, right? In in the fact that I'm distracted and I'm not around as much, and I feel terrible about that. So. As far as it comes down to resilience, I mean there's certain jobs or periods in our life that are challenge us and, and that will challenge us in unimaginable ways really and I think. That resilience is just that capacity to recover and really flex, so I think for me what works well for me is really just first of all understanding that self care isn't selfish. Right and um, you can't serve from an empty vessel and you really need to start with a baseline and that's your own uh, mental health and wellness and develop good rituals so for me. I use uh, an acronym that's widely well known. It's called SEEDS. So I need to get a proper amount of sleep every night. We don't always get it, of course, but it is top of mind. You need to get some exercise. You need to have a safe and, and comfortable environment, and, and uh, an environment that supports your, your wellness. And then diet is important, as is probably probably almost the most important one, aside from sleep, is stress management. Right. So for me. I'm very mindful and deliberate about how I approach stress management. I breathe deep through the day. I take those <laughs> mo- movement moments to really manage my calendar forward and try and forward plan as best I can to to keep those um, that buffer of resilience up. And also just acknowledge when you're having those lows. Talk to people, right? I talk to my wife a lot about this. We share a lot of back and forth on how we're feeling day to day, and it's never it's never perfect, but progress, not perfection, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, speaking of balancing work-life, I have a pilot on the show, so I have to ask, what's uh, what's been your favorite uh, place to
0: vacation at? Mm, boy, um, favorite vacation place has got to be for me, Hawaii. And I think maybe it's just a personal connection because my parents uh, traveled a bit when I was a child and they took me over to Hawaii three times. I was very fortunate. And uh, to be able to fly there as a pilot, as a professional, and to lay over there, um was a you know i was walking down the beach and just being in a place that i was when i was a teenager there with my parents brought back some uh very fond memories and to be there as a professional doing it for a career and a layover that was probably one of my ha- the hallmark moments but certainly i mean how can you go wrong with hawaii it's a beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i'm i'm fortunate
1: enough to be able to go there uh, next uh next february so Excellent. looking forward to it <laughs> right on. uh speak speaking of highlights uh We've talked a lot about challenges, but uh, in terms of success, uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum, if you will, uh, what does that mean to you uh, personally? Yeah, that's a
0: success is is unique, obviously, to each, each individual, and it it um, it's a really good question, and it's critical people ask themselves that question, right? I think that it's important that everyone understands what they're doing things for, right? And what's your value set, what matters to you. It's it's really easy to have moving goalposts and and I think that's good. It's important to continue to challenge yourself. Like I said, I think I've really never sat static at any point in my life, but I think back over my really the last twenty years in in aviation specifically, and I think I remember very clearly being in that Cessna one seventy two and doing a run up at the end of the hold bay, watching these airplanes, uh airliners taxi by and just dreaming of the day when I could be sitting in that airline cockpit and then I get there and then I'm dreaming about the day when I get to be an airline captain and then I want to be a standards captain and and (laughs) the bar keeps elevating right and and I think that's fine but it has to be for the right reasons as as I've gotten into these um different levels of leadership and levels of responsibility I do question am I doing this for the right reasons because you know obviously the volume continues to to ratchet up and uh it becomes more pressure there becomes more responsibility and it's it's very difficult but am i doing it for the right reasons so i think personally for me it means ultimately am i contributing am i providing value am i am i living aligned with my core values and am i enjoying what i do and if i can say yes to all of those um you're going to wane a little bit back and forth I mean, some days um my job's hard and maybe it diverges a bit from my core values i can't exercise as much i can't get out and play hockey or i can't do those things that i want to do but recognizing in general if i can do those things consistently i'm probably in a pretty good spot as far as success goes
1: absolutely um
0: speaking of you
1: had mentioned seeds earlier and i I really love that um do do you have any other perhaps uh strategies or um tips for anybody looking to get into leadership or even aviation
0: yeah you know what i think getting into leadership or aviation really as far as tips go or any sort of strategy or, or advice for me i think it really just comes down to having the right mindset right and i think that uh, there's a lot of things you can do through your life that are going to set you up for success and serve you well the well, first of all uh first one being just be curious right and i think uh, being curious is going to serve you in so many different ways. Um, first of all, it's going to teach you how to be a good critical thinker. It's going to teach you how to challenge the status quo and maybe try and take other perspective and learn from others. And I think that's so, so important. Um, challenge yourself, right? I mean, obviously do the homework, make sure you work hard and try and uh, try and uh, allocate time to your profession, whether that's being a line pilot, whether that's being an executive, uh, you know, focus on learning more like leadership lessons focus on understanding the business and the metrics of your business and try and be really capable from a um, a credibility but also from a technical perspective and really just generally be positive i think and um i think the last thing i wanted to say is empathy i think empathy carries so much revel relevance in especially in a leadership role as uh you know without empathy, empathy you can't really truly understand what that person that you're leading or somebody that you're working with is going through and if you have that you both learn from it, and you can both be better from it.
1: Mm, I love that. I always say, "Lead with empathy, act with curiosity." So, love it. It sounds yeah. like <laughs> we're both aligned there. Right, so. <laughs> um, one thing I, I, I'm sure listeners are curious about. is Maybe what's a common uh, myth about uh, your industry, aviation, that you wish uh, would be debunked?
0: A common myth. Well, let's see um i think really let's expand that out a little bit maybe if you don't mind i'll expand it out to just in general like um leading and uh i think probably for me um it really comes down to what i've learned is you have to be play to your strengths is 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 probably the biggest piece of advice there and I, i think there's probably a couple things so the first one is just, you don't have to be really smart to be successful. And that maybe seem, <laughs> seems like a weird thing to say, but I, I think that when I, I I've looked at my mentors and I have looked at the people I've worked with over the years, and I just, I'm standing on watch them work and how they articulate themselves and and articulate challenges and, and problem solving solution. And I do think, um, man, I could never be that person. But as I've gone through leadership, these opportunities still keep coming to me. I'm going, well, I must be doing something right. So ultimately what it comes down to is, It's just really understanding where your strengths are. For me, it's relationship, it's collaboration, and and it's curiosity, right? And I think those things serve you well. Um, And and for me, the second piece is really the myth is probably around work-life balance. We hear this so often, and I think that uh, we're constantly challenged by it. And the reality is, what are you? And I I remember I I heard an Adam Grant podcast when talking about... um, about work-life balance and and some really good advice on there is understand first of all what it is you are so for me from a personality perspective are you an integrator or a segmenter and i consider myself an integrator in the fact that i love my work and i love my work being interlaced in part of my everyday activity. so i don't um, need to have clear boundaries between my work and personal life it actually fills my bucket fulfills me the challenge of course being how am I honoring my family and how am I taking the time to do what I, what I value and what matters to me while being integrated with my work? So that's the ongoing challenge of living true to your values. But, um, I think there is those moments where you just unplug and you, you, you get, you put the phone down and give yourself to others or give yourself to that, uh, uh um, activity that you like to do and realize the world's not really going to come crashing down around you and be, um, be uh, stopping on a dime if you're off the grid for an hour or something, right? So. <laughs> Really, I think it comes down to those two things, just uh, play to your strengths and really figure out, uh, you know how you work best with work and find that uh, you live aligned with your values. Mm,
1: I love that uh, work life integration uh, mm-hmm. is something I'm, I'm very passionate about. Uh, but you had mentioned curiosity. Um, I'd love to know what you're curious about right now.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, I, I probably, I mean, most pressing for me would be just really probably the worldwide economy. I mean, obviously being in the airline industry, uh, we're very reliant upon uh, upon travel demand, people getting in the back of airplanes and going on vacation. So uh, it is interesting to me when I think back to the days of the heydays of the, uh, well, I maybe mean, it's not heydays, but the days of super high interest rates and then People were losing their houses because of 14% um, interest rates, and we see what's going on in the worldwide space now because of the war in Ukraine, because of COVID, the personal spending rates being so high, and then uh, our saving rates being so high, I should say, and this driving this rampant into inflation, and now the you know the the higher interest rates to try and get that under control. I'm curious about how that's going to play out on a greater uh, space in our in our in our in our, in our uh, society because we do see. Uh, people have become accustomed to to cheap money and, and just living um, with these uh, consumers' lifestyles. And I've been every bit as guilty of it myself, but it's going to definitely drive a very, I, I would imagine, a very large change on how we live our lives here going forward. So I'm curious about it. I'm mindful that I'm hopeful it doesn't have too big of an impact on airline <laughs> travel, because obviously that would impact my job and my life. Personally, but that's probably what I'm most interested in right now is seeing how that plays out. And I see the Bank of Canada to raise interest rates again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, one thing I want to ask before we jump off here, I have a couple more questions um, sure. is what's maybe something you're proud of that we
0: haven't touched on in interviews so far? Well, what's what am I proud of? Gosh, I mean, I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my, <laughs> my, uh, the opportunities I've been given. Um, geez, I, uh, I guess I'll just go back to time goes quick and, uh, you know, you do your best. We're all well intentioned and, and you work hard. And, uh, I certainly never take anything for granted. I don't ever feel like anything's, uh, uh, afforded to me or allotted to me. I just really feel like you should earn everything in life and, and show up positive and show up well. I'm proud of the way things have worked out with my career. And I'm really proud of the team that I lead. I think that uh, one of the things that I've found in my um, time at Swoop and my time previous to that is in leadership roles at WestJet is just if you show up for the people that you work with and you care as greatly about them as you care about yourself, um magic will happen and i've just seen some some people really flourish under my leadership and it's just because i trust them and i give them the opportunity to do so and then in turn i flourish because they help show me how to lead and they help show me how to be a better person as well so yeah probably that's the thing i'm most proud of i guess outside of my family (laughs) i
1: love that going back to that leading with empathy just uh Filling the bucket of those around you that's fills my bucket. So, <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, where can our listeners connect with you online?
0: Yeah, so I am on LinkedIn, and um I—I uh, I don't really look at Facebook very much. I'm pretty busy and just don't really connect on it all that much. But probably LinkedIn and uh, uh be the best place to go to. Huh?
1: Awesome. I'll put those links in the show notes, guys. So go reach out. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, JD. Uh, I have one last question for you. So my last question to you, JD, is what does being a leader or leadership
0: mean to you? Yeah, so thank you, Joe. This question is one that I think a lot about and really, um, as mentioned earlier, I think it's important that you really align with your value set as close as possible. And uh, relationship is big for me and that's uh, prevalent in my leadership style and really I always try to start with that connection first. Um, ultimately, leadership really means taking all the blame, and <laughs> giving away all the credit, and really just trying to use any influence you have to support and enable your team's success. And it's not easy. In fact, it's being a good leader is really hard, right, because you have to make those hard decisions. Sometimes that support the business and don't necessarily support the people, uh, the team. And uh, you really need to also be prepared to challenge the team and, and have those courageous conversations where you need to, and you really need to lead by example and, and be open to feedback because we're all still learning. Um, Simon Sinek, I think, said it best with his line that leadership um, really takes you from a position of being responsible for the work to being responsible for those that do the work, right? So um, that that's definitely been a mind shift for me. And I, I guess really, as I said, just be curious, lead with empathy, and start with the relationship. And from there, you're like, you just can't go wrong. Hi, I'm Timothy Porter, and I'm listening to Joe Momo presenting.
1: again for watching the Joe Momo presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com/podcasts. All right, see you next time.